The authors of an annual report on power and influence in the Indo-Pacific say their data shows the hype around China's growing influence in the region is often overblown. Since 2018, the Lowy Institute, an Australian international policy think tank, has published an Asia Power Index ranking 26 countries according to the power and influence they wield in the Indo-Pacific region. Its fifth edition was released on Sunday and shows the United States again firmly on top, with second-placed China only outranking it in two out of eight thematic measures. I spoke with the project lead for the Asia Power Index, Susanna Patton, who says their interactive tool disproves some commonly held views of the state of play in the region. She began by explaining how the rankings are determined. So the Asia Power Index is a data-driven assessment of the distribution of power in the Asian region. So it covers 26 countries, from Pakistan in the west through to the United States in the east. Um, and it measures power in eight different dimensions, focusing on the resources that countries have and the influence that they exert in the region around them. And just give us that.、Um, maybe let's start with the breakdown as well.、Uh, what are the what are the most powerful? I think is it top ten or top twelve that you've、um, had as your sort of top bunch of of countries? Sure. So what the index shows is that. The U.S. and China are by far the most powerful countries in Asia, so those are the two countries that we would say are superpowers.、Um, and then below that,、um, we're really looking at、um, a range of countries who we would call middle powers. So Japan and India are the next most powerful countries, followed by Russia, Australia, South Korea.、Um, And then there's a range of countries in Southeast Asia who are also middle powers, and a range of countries who we would call minor powers. So thinking about much smaller countries、um, such as Laos and Brunei and Papua New Guinea, which is also included in the index.、Um, obviously, for our, our audience as well,、um, where does New Zealand, where does Australia sit in this、uh, index? Sure. So Australia is ranked sixth. In the index, ahead of South Korea, which might surprise a lot of people that Australia is so highly ranked, while New Zealand is ranked 13th. Obviously, New Zealand is a small country, so we wouldn't necessarily expect it to rank more highly. And in fact, what New Zealand's score shows is that it has very high performance in some of the influence indicators. So that suggests. That New Zealand actually punches above its weight in several categories.、Um, uh, surprising for me, just listening to to what we've talked about so far, is, is Russia being a middle power? Yeah, that's right. Many people would be surprised by how well Russia performs in the Asia Power Index. It's ranked as as number five,、um, but Russia's power is actually very lopsided. So it's heavily skewed by its military capability because it's the third most powerful. Military in the Asia Power Index, and in other categories, its influence is quite negligible. So it actually scores worse for economic relationships in Asia than New Zealand. So it's a very unbalanced power.、Um, interestingly, you're talking about like the getting into the differences in the different measurements.、Um, China outperforming US in only one indicator. I understand in your index. 
into yeah into indicators. So um, China outperforms um, the US in the area of economic relationships in Asia, and that's really China's key advantage. So it does incredibly well in that. And the US, because it hasn't really had the same set of proactive policies to grow its trade and investment with a lot of countries in the region, um, really underperforms in that measure. Last year in the index, much more closely matched on this measure, but China also overtook the US in terms of diplomatic influence. And what that really reflects is that China's outreach to the region tends to be um, much more concerted with a wider range of powers. So if we compare the diplomacy of the US and China, the US tends to focus very deeply on a smaller range of partners, so its traditional allies, whereas China tends to be um, much broader and engage with a wider range of powers in a more shallow way. Now, um, you mentioned also, I'm looking at uh, COVID having impacts on, on some of the rankings. Yeah, probably if you can give us the more telling, well, not telling, but I guess the more, more evident impacts of COVID on the rankings this time around. Yeah, so the impact of COVID, I think, has been felt on all countries in the power index, but not necessarily at the same time. So, for example, we all know that the United States had a terrible year with COVID in 2020 and saw its power decline significantly in that year, whereas China, of course, has had much more prolonged lockdowns and border closures than other countries in the region. And so we really see that affecting China's power in this edition of the Asia Power Index because its connectivity, so its connections with the rest of Asia through things like people exchanges, business exchanges, cultural ties, all of that really atrophied. For many other countries, the impact of the pandemic has been in terms of their geoeconomic resilience. So many countries came out of the pandemic actually more dependent on a primary trade partner and with less diversified exports um, and economic relationships with the region. Again, um, kudos to the team on quite a user-friendly interface, very interesting bits and pieces all through that um, once people get access to it and, and are able to go through themselves. As a tool, how would this be used or how would you imagine or how have you designed this to be used and for for what ways would it be useful to the countries in the index but also those interested in uh, the Indo-Pacific region? So I think the, the index is primarily a tool for understanding the distribution of power. So it puts some evidence behind a lot of the assumptions that people often make about the balance of power in Asia. So many people will make broad sweeping statements like China is taking over the US role and the US is, is down and out and this kind of thing. And the power index really is able to disprove some of those um, some of those assumptions that people make. But it can also be used in other ways. And one of the things that people can do in the interactive is, for example, assign their own weightings to particular categories. So, for example, if you happen to believe that cultural influence is more important than defence relationships, then you can change that assumption in the interactive and see what the results show. So it's a really flexible tool that I think often serves as an opening point for a conversation about the nature of the region that we live in. So interesting. So maybe um, to end, shall we go through what are some of the top myths that were busted through looking at this data and what are some things that have been confirmed that are commonly said statements about power in the Indo-Pacific region? So a couple of myths. I think one myth, um, as I already mentioned, is that China is inevitably going to overtake the United States. 
So the US has been ranked as the top power in Asia for all five editions of the Asia Power Index. And there's not good evidence that China is actually closing that gap. So the US still remains comfortably ahead and has durable advantages in terms of the strength of its own economy, its demographic outlook, and so forth. Another myth that I think is is interesting in this context is the role that middle powers like Japan and India are going to play because uh, many people, especially in the United States and Australia, have a view that we're in a multipolar region where Japan and India will play a bigger part in balancing China's influence. But what the power index actually suggests is that both Japan and India face some real challenges in exerting that kind of regional influence in Japan's case because it is in long-term relative economic decline and in India's case because it its influence is really quite limited to its own neighbourhood in South Asia and doesn't extend far beyond that into, say, Southeast Asia or the Pacific. And some, some commonly held beliefs that are confirmed through the index? It's a good question. I think, um, you know, one of the things that comes through in the index, for example, is that among Southeast Asian countries, none of them are in the top tier of powers in Asia. Um, all are much smaller. So Indonesia and Singapore are within the, the top 10 powers. Um, but for many of the other countries, their ability to exert power in Asia is, 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 is in fact quite limited. 